Hey, y'all, I'm Jimmy Carroll, and you probably know me from MTV's longest-running show, The Challenge. Buckle up and get ready for this unfiltered podcast because I'm covering everything from my time on MTV to pop culture to what happens when you stop being polite and start getting real. Listen to Just Jim wherever you get your podcast. Rana here with a bit of AI Social Club business. The June boxes are shipping now. Our very first AI Social Club bespoke surprise curated cocktail boxes which are so fabulous tony nick connor i can't thank you enough we developed these in collaboration with fabulous connor mckee at fiasco brooklyn and we are so excited for you to get it into your hot little hands the inaugural kiki will be hosted on june 24th you're hearing it here first If you can't make it, don't worry. We're going to have a recording of it. But all the details are forthcoming in your email. Forthcoming means the email didn't go out yet. So don't write to me today saying, where are the details? Where are the details? They're coming, pardon me. But mark your calendar. And if you missed out on June, there's still time to sign up for July. Until July 1, you can sign up at AISocialClub.com or AISocialClub.club, pardon me, if you're Brian, to be included in the July membership. And that means you'll get the July box. We are so excited to share another bespoke surprise cocktail with you. So join us in the club. It's going to be fabulous. And don't forget to post and story and this and that when your boxes arrive. Everyone needs to see how gorgeous these are. I'm looking forward to your unboxings. Kiss, kiss. Oh my God, Rana. What's happening? What is going on? We have to, we're going to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little yeah. bit of housekeeping. But this then we mass. have a massive guest today. Massive. Not only was this person on only the biggest show that ever was, pardon me. Excuse he's me. He's on Broadway right now. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to save the accolades In for a him very sexy here. show. Very sexy, Very, well, sexy, sexy show. and scandalous. As you, Jesse you Williams, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, uh, Jesse, uh, Jessica Parker is here. That's right. Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker is joining us. AKA after this Jesse pl- Plaza Suite. Uh, and we and I can't wait. But before we do that, we have to do a little bit of housekeeping. The first thing I want to tell you is that the social club, such uh, a hit. Arsocial.club. Such a hit. Such a we had to put a cap on the number of people that we could include this month. Is that true? It is. It actually wow. is. So uh, June 1st, everyone had to sign up by, it'll, it'll be coming, winging its way to them by the middle of the month. But if they want to start signing up for July now, they can, of course. They can always keep signing up. Sure. It's just that first of the month, you have to have your, your orders in your last But orders. they could also sign up in August, September, October, but really any month. But soon, or than later. Yeah, but my point is, you can keep. <laughs> if I sign up June second, yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the July box. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're saying the same thing, but I just said it wrong. You know what? That's what this day has been. 
Us pretending to say the same thing to each other. Excuse me, Rana. It's a. It is. It's a wild time in the world. We got a follow up we from did. the enmeshed friend. Now people will remember this as the the girl that wrote in and said that she was best friends with someone, but that she had a fiance who lived out of town, and the best friend. The friendship just kept spiraling, spiraling. They were in a graduate program together. Then the mm. mother gave her a house, and instead Near of using, instead Fake of location, using, I think. Instead of using exactly, instead of using that as an excuse to get rid of this person, she moved her in, and the boyfriend has been ta- slash fiance has been taking a back seat to this person. The whole I don't time. know who wouldn't remember this because it was it just like it got under it's my. It's a classic. Claw. It's, it's definitely a it's classic. A classic. It's an instant classic. Yeah, it's like Jesse Klein's classic. instant bestseller and Cynthia DePree Sweeney's. This is an instant classic. Exactly. Exactly. Dear Ron and Brian, the second I knew you were reading my letter, I was full of dread and regret because I knew, in all caps, you would rip me to shreds. Thank you, though. Actually, writing the letter itself and my editing process, LOL, because I said she obviously didn't get a master's in editing, was a big, in all caps, wake-up call. And I felt sick that night and for some days afterwards, realizing how crazy it had gotten. And now I have a ton of shame around it because I truly know how bad it is. Since then, I have made an appointment with a new therapist. We suggested they see the old therapist because they needed to be accountable, but in any event. That's right. And have started setting boundaries with Samantha. Oh, I'm sure that's working great. And expressing my needs with her, which is helping a ton. Believe me, I hear you loud and clear. I don't think I can, tr- uh, clear, and I don't think I can truly end a friendship. But I want, but I want it to shift, and I am okay if that ruins it slash ends it for her. Okay, that's healthy. Thanks you, thank you, and lots of love. Then she said a name. Please don't news, read my name. And then she gave us a long P.S. But it's only believe- for us, so I can't share. It okay. Yeah. Well, good for her. I mean, I I hope you really are setting those boundaries and not just feeling them. Because sometimes I feel like you're like, I'm doing this. And it's like, well, you're not really. But yeah, you think you tell yourself you're doing it, that you have a new attitude. It's like when people say, like, I went in there and guess what I said. And and I I told them straight to their face. And it's like, no, all you said was like, I I told them straight to their face. (laughs) If you're going to borrow all my clothes, you have to tell me first. Right. Yeah. And meanwhile, it was like, hey, can I get that one dress back that you borrowed? Thanks. <laughs> you know? So just like, I'm sure you actually are, but I, I hope you're making yourself happy in this. And I'm glad. I don't think we recommended a new therapist, but I'm glad you're being accountable with what's going yes, on. Yes. And don't and forget. And I'm sorry it made you really, sick. No, of course it made her sick because she, I mean, look. She needed an outside I don't think you need to have shame about it. I don't think that's the situation. I think this is another situation of putting one foot in front of the other, to be perfectly honest with you, and starting from today. And I feel very encouraged by the last sentence, which is, uh, I'm going to set my boundaries. And if she doesn't like it, then, and and she ends the friendship, then that's fine. That's great. But don't be afraid to be the ender. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mm-hmm. make you not nice. It doesn't make you any of those things to say something isn't working for you. A hundred percent agree. But we have good a, luck an, on your first steps. We have another fabulous follow-up. This was from the guy who wrote to us. Remember, A, B, C. Well, I'm going on vacation. My friend has a new milestone in her life. We're all going to go. Yes, I can't, but, but it's getting Someone else wrote to me on the side and said, I don't think she should have to pay for the Airbnb. Yep. Something like that. And exactly. then they, they went into a spiral because it was going to cost $200 for the Airbnb. He thought that maybe they could just take her to drinks. 
She lived in the town where they were getting the Airbnb, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. I assumed they lived in Australia. That was not the case. But I'm going to let you read this follow-up here. Dear Ronna and Brian. It was I've the been, Richard Lawson episode. I apologize. It absolutely was. Yeah, yeah. I had been thinking that my question would not be answered because my problem was too boring, but I was thrilled to hear a response that challenged and inspired me. Oh. To clear now that's a, how you write a follow-up. No kidding. Yeah. To clear up a couple assumptions. We are all 38. I am sure. Oh. Live mostly on the West Coast of the United <laughs> States, and friend A is pregnant with her first child, and her father died last year, a few months after her wedding. Oh, so sad. That is a tough year. And she also got her master's or something like that, didn't she? Yes. Isn't that where they were going? I think that's right. Yeah. You were so right about me worrying about money all the time. It has always kept me from enjoying group dinners, going on any vacations, and I always buy from the sale rack. I initiated this trip to invest in quality time with old friends and create lifelong memories, hoping to break out of my penny-pinching ways. After hearing the podcast, I actually decided to take Doris Day's mother's advice and believe that whatever will be will be. Sure, que sera, sera. Mm -hmm. Knowing my friends, the best solution would arise from talking in person and not over text or email. It was also too late to change reservations. Reservations. The trip was last weekend, and almost immediately after arriving at our rental, friend A confirmed unprompted that she would be contributing and would not accept any alternative to that plan. Nobody argued with her. We had a blast, ate well, and swam in the pool. Couldn't have planned a better time. When I thought I was asking an etiquette question, you helped me understand a bit more about myself and my relationship with money and how that impacts my friendships. Wow. Thank you for taking the time to consider my problem from all angles. Best friend C. Now that's the kind of listener I like. You like that, Rana? Yes, I do. Polite, eloquent, understands our mission here, what we're doing. Yes. The show could be summed up as, what's your question? What's your real question? You tell us your question. We tell you your question. Absolutely. It's not always the same question. Do you want to hear a couple comments, Rana? I do, but then I've got to get ready because I've got a Tony nominee coming in here. So I've oh, got that's a, right. Yeah. And not to mention an Emmy nominee five Excuse times over. Excuse me, pardon me. Not to mention a couple of Drama Desk Awards, pardon me. Are you me. kidding me? Not to mention the executive producer of a new podcast. Uh, it's gay so adorable. We're going to talk about it with him. Yeah. J'adore. Sherms McKenzie says, get your life right with Rana and Brian. Rana is the mother and aunt I never had, and Brian is the brother I have, but better. <laughs> Their wise and all-knowing guidance has helped me on my journey to becoming my best self. And as a proud Carriage House member, I'm delighted to have them guide me to any destination via Waze. If you're in the Carriage House, you know, if you're in the Patreon, that you can get a free we Waze download of Ron and this. I. We When do. you join Patreon, part of the package is that you get the Waze, uh, Brian and I doing Waze for you. Yep. Why do we forget to tell people that? It's so fun. People it's have been like commenting a, It's like an it entry lately. gift. Yeah. A door prize. Yeah. Every turn right feels like a mother goose helping me cross the road safely to the river. Five stars is not enough. NDSWGM said, wicked amusing with hearts of gold. When they say wicked amusing, I bet they're from Boston, Rana. Yeah, they're trying to let me know. I do not care what anyone else thinks. The way to my hat is not with a wicked reference, just so people know. The musical or the word. True. Yeah. I don't care what anyone else thinks and neither should you, but you should listen to this podcast. It has changed my life in a good way. And it has the potential to change yours. Rana is grace and taste embodied. Mm. She is some kind of empathic savant. Brian with a Y is scampalicious. 
These unforgettable <laughs> characters will you be in my heart forever. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I have the Shades of Vanilla Coffee, Thunagrana, and the Sauna Privileges. I've bought the books and even taken a few of the trips that Ron has recommended. Wow. Whether you travel in the footsteps of these two physically or from the comfort of your favorite podcast listening spot, it is a journey worth taking. Just this week, I've recommended this podcast to my psychoanalyst, fellow guests at a bed and breakfast, and sister-in-law. This is a good listener. This is what I like. Thank this you is for my create, kind of person. Ab- sharing the love. Thank you for creating, serving up. That is up. so funny. A bed Wonderful. <laughs> a bed and breakfast. And continuously improving this content with such fabulous style. And then finally, former Jersey Girls says five star, five stars only. Absolute perfection. Proud chip. And can't wait to listen to both episodes each week. Kiss, kiss. Fabulous. ARsocial.club, so ARsocialclub.com. ARsocialclub.com, ARsocialclub.com. ARsocial.club, Negrana.com, ASgranaCoffee.com, ARsocialclub.com, ARsocialclub.com. I get worried people are going to forget about our coffee and forget about a Negrana. That makes me sad. No, they won't. You have to you have all think. of it. I just don't understand. I mean, the coffee is delicious. It just is. And I think it's one of those things. The thing that's great about coffee is it's a daily indulgence. It's fabulous. And I think that people Like a daily vitamin. It's a multivitamin. That's what's great about coffee. It's the only food you need. Yep. Exactly. But I think people, for some people that's true, I think people forget- how fabulous, how elevated that experience could be for no more than whatever you're already paying, pardon me. I do, I'm having an iced carriage house at the moment. That's my new twist. For I'm summer. having an iced vanilla. Yeah. You do love an ice shades. You do. Love an ice shades. Yeah. Well, uh, well, listen to me. Our fabulous guest is here. So we he should is. get so to it. I can't wait. It. And do, do we ask him about Jesse Williams or we don't? What do you think? The other I Jesse. Like, I feel like we shouldn't. I don't, I don't think know. he wants you to. You could talk ask anyone about anything and no one I don't think he wants to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Rana, before we get to the interview, do you mind if I um, go potty? Of course I do, but <laughs> but I don't want you to go in my chair either. The other day on Dateline, someone said, um, I couldn't have uh, killed that person because I uh, was Let's vomiting and having potty. diarrhea at the same time. <laughs> At the exact moment, yeah. the trigger was pulled. That's what she said. <laughs> it's the best defense I've ever heard. Oh, all right, dear. Hurry up, hurry up. Okay, be right back. Rana, I have to tell you, finding mm. and booking a doctor who's right for me is generally not a fun experience. No, it's hard. You have to do all that research. Ask all every that person research. You have to hope you can get on their calendar in the next month. Oh. And are they any good? Are they and any are good? Are they any good? Will they take your insurance? Will they understand your needs? Will they be available when you can see them? Well, with ZocDoc, the answer is refreshingly pain-free. Yes, ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed that take your insurance and are available when you need them. I needed a dermatologist and a pinch runner. I didn't, ha- I didn't have time to wait for two weeks for an issue. Guess what? I went right on ZocDoc and I got what I needed. Is that right? Yeah, and by the way, and, you, and by the way, your issue has been resolved beautifully. Beautifully, and you can either book an appointment in person or use telehealth. In fact, Zocdoc's a free app. 
app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed that take your insurance and are available when you need them. You can read up on local doctors. You can get verified patient reviews, see what other humans have to say about their visit. So that way, when you walk into the doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com. Wonderful. Choose the time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit, it's up to you. Just like that, you're booked. So find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Every ZocDoc.com slash Esperanza, isn't it? Yeah. Slash Escrana, it's that easy. And download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours every month. Millions of people use ZocDoc. I'm one of them. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that's surprisingly pain-free. Get your docs in a row with ZocDoc. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com <laughs> slash Escrana. ZocDoc.com slash Escrana. Brian. Rana. I noticed your hair is looking... Thick and luxurious. Listen, it's not the only thing that it is, Rana, and I appreciate <laughs> that very much. My hair is become Maine. And by that, I mean mm. it's thicker, fuller, healthier. 80 million men and women in the U.S. experience thinning hair, yet it's still not openly talked about, which mm. is a shame. We should talk about it. We're yeah. going to right now. Normalize thinning hair. Correct, because it can be very stressful. It can be even scary. True. And- the sort of stigma of it, and they're not talking about it, just adds to the problem. Yeah. I use Nutrafol. You want to know why, Rana? Because it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's proven to work. And it's formulated with potent botanicals to help your hair grow as strong as you are. And it's physician formulated to be 100% drug-free. And does it work? Yes, Padme. Yes. It's natural. It uses botanicals. It deals with whole body health even. And on top of thicker, stronger hair without lasers and without chemicals, Nutrafol's ingredients may also help you get a handle on better sleep, stress response, skin, nails. A little thing I like to call libido. What? Libido. Oh. Visit Nutrafol.com and take their hair wellness quiz for customized product recommendations that put the power to grow thicker, stronger hair back in your hands. When you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries so you never have to miss a dose. Shipping's free. You can pause or cancel anytime. Does it work? Yeah, it does. In clinical studies, Nutrafol saw thicker, stronger hair growth with less shedding in three to six and months. And you've seen it yourself, haven't you? Of course I have. Yeah. Whether you're experiencing thinning or not, you deserve hair as strong as you are. Nutrafol can help you achieve your hair growth naturally. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going mm -hmm. to Nutrafol.com and using promo code Brian. With a Y. Thank you. To save $15 off your first month's subscription. Wow. This is the best offer available anywhere. And it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, Rana, free shipping on every order. Wow. So get $15 off. I use Nutrafol. That's why this is good. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, for hair as strong as you are. Fabulous. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about FM. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. 
It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Wait a minute, Brian. Rana. How, when was the last time we had somebody that was performing on Broadway? I don't think we've ever had someone take who a has moment. a show. Right. Doing 300 shows a week and to take a moment to do our podcast. He does 300 shows a week. He had one <laughs> moment to spare in all of that. Uh, and we, it's, I think we could call him like an icon, right? Oh, come on. Well, I don't know for who. Well, there's SJP and then there's oh, right. JTF. Yes. He's an acronym for sure. He is an acronym for sure. (laughs) We have Jesse, the Jesse, the Tyler, the Ferguson on the show today. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Hi. How are you, dear? What's happening? Your mustache is so handsome. I'm wondering if you love it or you hate it. I'm ready to grow the beard back. I feel Uh like the beard really defines my jaw. And right now, I sort of just look like um, a hazy day. (laughs) Like a like an overcast day. <laughs> There's just no definition between this and this. Like my chin sort of blends into my neck. It's just like a gray overcast. I day. wish I could grow a beard, then I wouldn't have to get a neck lift, a lower right. neck lift. And Rana is my beard. <laughs> I'm not out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesse, we just listened to Gay Pride and Prejudice, oh, by the way. It is so it's fun. So good. Isn't it? It's so sweet. Yeah. It's so cute. For anyone who doesn't know, it's obviously Gay Pride and Prejudice, but set in 2015, right after the marriage decision. And it is the sweetest, fun, it's so sweet and so cute and so funny. Um, oh, I'm so glad you liked it. We loved it. And you're a voice on it, obviously, mm-hmm. and a producer. Yes. And then right. um, Rosie O'Donnell's on it. It's got all these amazing people. Malik Pancholi's yeah. on yes. it, excuse me. Malik, he's yeah. great. He's wonderful. so fabulous. Reese it's a really Nicholson, great cast. it's wonderful, yeah. And Sherry oh, Cola's so on much. it, Brian. Your friend Sherry, Sherry Cola. Cola, who I love. Yeah. Yeah. I know. When I first heard of Sherry Cola, I was like, that's not a real name. Are we are we getting a drag queen for this? And they're like, <laughs> no, no, it's a, that's her name. I was like, I love that name. It's I so love good. Sherry Cola. It's so, <laughs> so good. great. Um, yeah. So was Gay so, Pride and Prejudice your project? Was this something that you had conceived of or someone brought it to you? My friend Zachary Grady, the writer, um, is a huge Jane Austen fan and had wrote this as a play. And then over the pandemic was like, uh, he called Justin and I like in, I don't know, April of the first month of the pandemic. And it was like, I want to do this podcast. I'm just going to record it in my basement and we're going to release it for, for um, Pride Month uh, 2020. And we're like, okay, pump the brakes. Let's read it. And then I was like, we should try and sell this. We should try and get like a legitimate company to do this. And so we pitched it to a few different places and it was became like a little bit of a bidding war. And Zachary suddenly got very excited and uh, we, it took a long time to put it together because once you sell something, you know, there's all these other people that get involved, sure, lawyers a lot and, of cooks. and such. And so like, a lot of cooks yeah. come into the kitchen, but we, we, we really love the, the, the team over at, at Gimlet and um, 
they just shepherded this project in such a beautiful way and helped us cast it and just helped us put it together in a really beautiful, glossy package, which would not have happened in Zachary Grady's basement. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I haven't Fair seen his basement. If his basement is anything anything like your headboard, then or Barbara we're in good Streisand's shape. basement. Is it like uh, Byron right. Seller? Yeah. <laughs> if it, it's not like Byron Seller. No, no, no. Um, that's hilarious, though. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, He's Zach, Zachary Grady, our writer, like I said, is obsessed with Jane Austen. So he was so excited to actually take this, you know, two hour play and then expand it over, you know, yeah. 10 episodes. And I actually got to write more. So, and it well, comes and out every re- week, right? Because I listened to the first two today, but I think that's all that's available. Yeah. So it comes out weekly. That, that's all. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's really week, fun as a Jane Austen fan to follow the thread. Yes. So it's sort of, I mean, look, people, have, you know, every, Jane Austen, Shakespeare, the Bible. People love these things. Love. You know? yes. And, they, and they, these are stories that they want to, and apparently Batman, which they make 400. I love that novel. Stories we can't live without as a culture that yes. needs to be told over and over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I watched 28 minutes of the Robert Pattinson Batman, and I just said to myself, no, Sorry, Rana, many, it's the Batman. How many the more Batman. times are we going to do this? I just don't know how many times. I don't times think we're we ever going to stop. This. I yeah. really don't think it's ever going to stop. I mean, is the seven next enough? Be, is in seven 10 years, the in 10 yeah. years, It'll be called a Batman, but they're just yeah. going to change all no, of the articles. The Bat, and it's going to be starring exactly. Debrat uh, instead. Exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> and little yeah. Kim's going to play uh, uh, Catwoman. But in Fabulous. any event, <laughs> it was so fun to follow the thread of the characters, and also when you're listening orally, it's different than, of course, watching it on mm-hmm. TV. And so that's those are kind of the breadcrumbs through the story is the, how the, he uses the names so cleverly to say this person, yes. this person, this person, this person, this person, and it just sort of right. places you in the story. If you're a, I loved it this way, I love it that way sort of person. Right. The Jennifer right. It's, Ely it's, Pride and Prejudice for me. God, you know, God forbid I'm down with COVID for two weeks. I'll watch it three times in a row. Sure. Anytime I'm sick, fantastic. Yeah. I will watch. And Jennifer Ely's fabulous. Of course, sure. you're probably friends yeah. with her. She was in uh, <laughs> Flashdance. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Yale right. graduate. And she can and, and she did all of her own welding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's great. I love Jennifer Ely. <laughs> so listen to me. What about the play? How's it going? It's the hottest yes, take play, me show out. on Broadway. Take me out. Um, we have, I think, two, a little over two weeks left. And um, it's always was scheduled to be a limited run. And we extended two weeks. And that's exciting. I'm so happy. We just added an actress fun performance um, on the Friday, I think Friday the 10th, uh, which is really exciting because a lot of the, the my friends who are in shows can then come to this Friday matinee that we've added. Yes, to, um, it's wonderful. And it's and it's all, uh, all it's going to all the money's going to charity. So that that's really exciting. Oh, great. But um, yeah, it's it's been really selling well. And, um, you know, the play is great to begin with. And it's a, a play that a lot of people already loved and knew from the first production 20 years ago. And there's so many people that are discovering it for the first time. Um, it has a really starry cast. What I, a cast. I'm no talking kidding. about Jesse Williams and Patrick Adams. And, you know, I'm Are you talking sure about every all. member of the cast? Okay, Rana. Okay, Rana. First you said the word orally, and now you said member. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm sure, is... I'm sure Jesse doesn't want to comment on all the members of the cast. Dirty but... word, Rana. Dirty. <laughs> there, is, there is a lot, there's a lot of, uh, famously a lot of, male nudity and the show and these locker locker room scenes these shower scenes 
Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so that's another reason why some people come. But people who come for that then are saddled with the two and a half hour play with a lot of big ideas. So it's like, I hope they're not just coming for the nudity because they're going to be really bored. I'm like, I'll just t- go to Magic Mike Live instead. It's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get no, Jesse. No, but they don't take it all off in Magic Mike Live, I don't think. No, I know. It's yeah. true. I, yeah, yeah, we're a classier. We're a higher ticket price, and, but you do get more for your money, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Jesse, this is what we're here to do today. There are oh, people yeah. who feel absolutely desperate. desperate. They've got nowhere so to turn except people. to the three of us. It's sad. It's mostly sad. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. And we're not experts. We're just people with opinions. We're not experts. We're just right. Exactly. So <laughs> right. we've got to help these people out as much as we can. So we're going to read a few letters and then we'll just sure give our takes, our hot takes. All right. Shall I read Love the it. first letter? Sure. Go for it, Juana. Okay. Oh, this is a, now. Okay. All right, but saddle down, buckle up, whatever the expression is. Just settle in. Fluff your Heston's pillows or your Duxianas or whatever you're sitting on and get ready over here. Hi, Brent. I want to know if if, uh, Nate Burkus and Jeremiah Brent did your apartment or somebody else. Because I know for a fact you've got a – you're an architectural digest type. Oh, you've got to be. Yeah. Did they do a video of you yet? They've they've done a video of our place in LA that we just sold, and then I have this one of this apartment in New York as well. Yes, fabulous. But it was not done by Nate and Jeremiah. But I do go to the same gym as them, and I see them every once in a while. They're lovely guys. Do they hold hands while they work out? This is this is this is too much color for them. Like, yeah, that's true. They like a they do like a a neutral. They love a neutral. Who's your designer? Am I allowed to ask? Uh, yeah, this, this, the guy who helped us with our apartment, his name is Peter Gursky, and I met him when I did um, this this sitcom called The Class. He's a set de- decorator. Oh, yes, and of he course. Did, he did Will and Grace. Um, he did oh. uh, all Will and Grace. So he's really talented and has great connections and good taste, and, you know, he's How exciting for him that he met. got to be an architectural digest. He probably never yeah. thought that would happen. That's so there you go. Cool. Twice. Twice. Excuse me. Hi, Brian Rana. <laughs> Liz Claiborne and dis- did mine. <laughs> Mm. She came over and checked it all Liz, out. It was Liz Claiborne for Chata Club. I got sure. so much talcum powder out of it. It was a great deal. Anyway. Hi, Brian, Rana. And excuse me, I think Orlando Soria did yours, if I'm not mistaken. He, so, uh, no, he didn't, actually. Um, I can't remember the person's oh, name. But yeah. Okay, moving on. Hi, Brian, Rana, and any distinguished guests. You have a gorgeous apartment uh, who may be reading this. I'll get right to the point. I need help. I need some wise, but not sage advice. That's a little people call me sage. It's a dig at my age. Advice on a situation that I cannot see clearly. Here's the context. I'm a 38-year-old woman, and I've been married to my wonderful husband for almost 10 years. We have two beautiful daughters, have built an amazing, safe, stable, and loving life together. He truly is my person. I love him, and we have a great time together. Our sex life is nothing wild but is passionate, tender, and frequent enough. I am attracted to him still after all these years and am very satisfied with what we do both in the bedroom and out. Hmm. However, Mm -hmm. in all caps, I find myself crushing hard in all caps on a colleague of mine. I've known this man in a work capacity for several years, but only recently have I, quote, noticed him, if that makes sense. We gravitated towards each other during a few recent work events and spent hours engrossed in conversation. At a recent work party, we were both overserved. Love that expression. Sure. And he admitted because <laughs> you know what, it I makes was... you take no responsibility for your actions. Yes, <laughs> it's absolutely the waiter's fault. Yeah, <laughs> okay. the bartender's and he, fault. 
<laughs> and he admitted he thought I was sexy. Admitted. Admit it. Uh-huh. He is recently married himself, I should add. Uh-oh. We are both only in our office a few days a week, but I find, well, even worse, but I find myself looking forward to seeing him the days that we're both there. We have lunch together and always wind up chatting for over an hour over lunch. He's not my type at all physically, but I find myself fantasizing about him in ways that I have not experienced before. I want him to treat me like a naughty little girl, which is not an all caps and urge I've ever had with my current partner. You you don't say. (laughs) I, I truly don't know what his feelings are about me, and I do not plan on acting on any of these desires. Uh-huh. The but I writing. need to know from object- objective parties, is this normal? Is this just what happens when someone's in a long-term monogamous relationship, and especially after two-plus years of being locked together with very little external contact with others? I've always felt restless in long-term relationships, and I have ADHD, which makes me crave and seek out new novel experiences. I'm not positive that I believe in monogamy, though I've never explored other types of romantic relationships. In my ideal world, I would have my home, aka my life and marriage with my husband, but also have a few lovers interspersed here and here, here and there. My husband will absolutely not go for this, I don't think. The idea of someone else's hands on me, someone who's not my husband, is enough to get my motor running. I don't want to have some tacky, torrid affair with this man, Uh especially as I truly have come to value him as a friend and enjoy our conversations. I don't want to ruin that by making it weird. I need some perspective on this because I can feel my desires getting stronger and stronger. I find myself, I just had a little shtetl antenna go up. I find myself making excuses to send him stuff over our work instant message platform. I think about him all the time like an unsettling amount. What am I supposed to do? Help me find, uh, help me find my way out of this weird spiral. Rana, can you apply any of your shtetl clairvoyance here? Thanks as always for your kind, thoughtful advice. Please do not use my name. Jay, she slash her. This sounds like fan fiction for E.L. Fudge or whatever her name was, who wrote oh, Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey. <laughs> Super Fudge. Right, whatever her name yeah. is. Yeah. E.L. Yeah. What was her name? Yeah. E.L. What was her name? E.L. something. E.L. No. Bloom. Uh, oh, no. Uh, you're, I'm thinking of I'm thinking You're of thinking Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom. Yeah. I don't remember Super. who wrote. E.L. something. You're right. E.L. Fudge. She wrote, she wrote, uh, she wrote Fifty Shades E.L. of Grey. E.L. James. E.L. James. E.L. James, yeah. J- Jesse, what do you think? Oh, God, you're starting with me. We don't have to, um, but- well, the bad well, news is Jesse works in a profession where you have, you're allowed to sleep with anybody you work with as long as the job it ends. No, but Jesse ends. is in like an <laughs> LTR. He and his are you're married, uh, correct? Yes, yes, we're yes. about to celebrate nine years of marriage. He and his husband have been are, have been together for so long, celebrating nine years of marriage. Also, you you work together, you produce things together, the whole bit. But Jesse yeah. is recently working in a show where men are naked all the time. Sure, but they're all straight and married. And they're on swimming together. That's not sexy. Says you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but I will say, I will say, being an actor, I mean, there's this thing that called a showmance. Uh-huh. And I, I, you know, or I've, a location I've ship. Or a location yeah, ship. I've never heard uh-huh. that one. I've actually never heard that one. I love uh-huh. it. Um, and, you know, I, I have like show crushes, sure, but I, I, I personally don't act on them just because, I mean, I, I'm terrified of, you know, 
so many for for so many reasons. First of all, I don't want to ruin my my relationship that I lo- I love so much, my marriage, but also just you know it's bad for the show. It's like complicated, but yeah. It's so complicated. I don't know. I mean, I I think communication is key. Um, I think that you know. Uh, it's, a, you know, when she's saying that she's like, it's this thing that she cannot stop thinking of. It's like yeah. when you're lying in bed and you got, like, got the munchies. Maybe you've had a little, you know, a little cannabis or something. And there's like a pint of ice cream in the fridge. Yes. And you're like, if I don't get that ice cream, I'm going to explode. Totally. But if you just force yourself to stay in bed, eventually <laughs> you're going to fall asleep and you're going to wake up the next day and you're going to be happy that you didn't have a pint didn't. of ice cream. <laughs> yep. That's the analogy I'm going to give. <laughs> I think it's fair. Because what she's looking for I'm is the a- wrong person to ask. I had a pint of mint chip before I went to bed last <laughs> night. I thought you were going to say this morning, Ronna. <laughs> yeah, for breakfast every morning. <laughs> mint chip's delicious. <laughs> I would say I agree with all of that. And also, like, you would be surprised if you're serious about this. Because there's no point in having a conversation with your husband if you're not, like, actually serious about opening this up or really going through it. We talk to a professional about how to approach it if you are serious about it. But I know people who said their partner, they'll never go for this. It'll If I even bring it up, it'll be the end of this, blah, blah, blah. And they all ended up sort of being okay with it, A. Mm. And B. You have to be okay that with sort of that dispel- person doing it too, though. That's true. No, yeah. that's true. But that also sometimes kills the urge to do it. Poof. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of like, oh, well now, because like the forbidden fruit of it is maybe gone. But you would be surprised about how open people can be um, when you're serious about it and really have a good conversation about it, you just have to make sure you're serious about it. Mm-hmm. Have you, but I do think as Jesse said, it's absolutely normal to get crushes on people at work to get, you know what I mean? Like that, that's not strange. right. Yeah. In both of your histories of working on shows, whether, you know, TV plays, movies, whatever it is, have you ever seen someone go for it and it not explode their life or what is the percentages have you seen like 10 percent of people they have a relationship and it works out fine and people do that but for the most part people's lives are exploded by things like this or not i'm curious if you've witnessed if you can think of witnessing this in your life not doing it personally but i've seen it work out very few times (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's that thing it's 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 something that happens in a bubble and you know it's it's the circumstances, mm-hmm. is what I'm like, saying. It's the circumstances yeah. around that make it alluring. And it's like the, the bachelor. Goes, it's like being on The Bachelor. It's like all mm-hmm, of this at once yes. is so beautiful yeah. and magical. And yeah. yeah, that's a great that's a great analogy. Like how many of those relationships with them and the Bachelor actually work out? They're working out because they're in this crazy, insane thing together. And right. you know, the the show is geared toward making two of them hook up or get married. But then once all that goes away, and they have to like deal with each other as real people it usually falls apart. Well, this leads to my advice. Well, first of all, how I have to say, I would be very happy in a relationship where I used to say once a month. Now I would say once every three months. I just had a weekend with somebody else somewhere else and that that was something that we both had to look forward to and that it started at the hotel room door and it ended at the hotel room door. Sure. Or the started at the hotel door, I should say, and ended at the hotel door. Oh, because you wanted in, to walk you in down the, the valet. Lobby. No, we're going to spend the whole weekend together and oh, everything that comes with it. Whatever, sure. what, you know, out to dinner, wear a beautiful dress, whatever, <laughs> what, you know, room, turkey clubs in the room, whatever we want to do. Actually delicious, yes. <laughs> Take a bath. <laughs> sexy, sexy. Et cetera. But 
My, I would encourage you. You see, everything in your life is geared for this to be exactly what it is. You've been in your house for two years. You've been married for what, eight or 10? It's some sort of an itch number. And you're young still. You're not old. You're 38, so you still feel you've got a little something to offer the world in terms of your, you know, perkiness. Uh, You're not dead yet. Let's put it that way. And so this is what's called, you know, a sort of early midlife crisis, essentially. But the other problem is that you only see this guy three days a week. So isn't that exciting? You get to look forward to those three days. And, you know, if you saw him every day in the office, sure. he'd probably Put on your white be, shoulders perfume. He'd be rude to someone at the office or he'd wear the same shirt twice. So he'd do something that you thought, oh, those the same pants. This ketchup on his pants. And we had ketchup yesterday. I don't, he didn't <laughs> wash those pants or whatever wow. it is. I want you next time you go out with him, to have one of these long, meaningful, incredible. That's the other thing. You're a mother. You've been talking to the same people for two years. This guy wants to talk to you. Holy moly. Your ideas are interesting. You're talking about something that isn't, you know, I have a Zoom at one and you have one at three. I mean, of course this is alluring. Sure. I want you to watch him eat. I just want you, (laughs) while he's eating, I just want you to focus very firmly on his mouth while he's eating and what he's doing. And I think that we'll be on our road to just being over very quickly. Yeah. That kills it. I do. (laughs) That would kill it. (laughs) I think it's it's a place to start. I also think this is life. We have crushes. It's hard. Uh, This is the stuff they don't talk about when they talk about, you know, societal norms and, you know, so much. It's funny. Jesse did this fabulous, adorable podcast that's out now, Gay Pride and Prejudice. And we all love it because it's about the tingly part of a relationship. Will they or won't they? And everything that we all want to feel or have felt, and I have bad news for you, we'll never feel again after the age of, you know, whatever it is. And that, unless, unless maybe you get divorced and then you become a psychopath anyway when you start trying to recapture those uh, feelings. And right. if you get divorced and your friends stop talking to you, the answer is because you're insufferable, in case you're wondering. And they'll see you, and they'll see you in 18 months when you're back sure. on track. But it just... It is the stuff of youth. It is. And occasionally when you're older, if life leads you in that direction and and you're lucky enough to find love again. But the business of being with another person is magnificent in a thousand other ways. But that is not exactly the way. You might have that a couple times a year, or you might have that, you know, I joke about being with someone else in a hotel. You might have that if you go away for the weekend together or you spend an hour together and you think, oh, we haven't taken a walk together. Just say like going away together for a weekend does seem to do the trick sometimes. Get rid of those kids. (laughs) You you don't mind having sex with your husband? Go have sex with him somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, stick a tequila bottle up his ass or whatever. Wear a romper. (laughs) But go do something that feels Uh, different and fun. Your problem is monotony, not monogamy. Yeah. There it is. And monogamy too, probably. But guess what? That's everybody's problem that's doing it. There isn't a person who's monogamous who thinks the entire time, wow, this is perfect. There's always a a moment where you think, oh, God, if I lost 20 pounds, do you think I could, you know, do you think 
Sylvester Stallone would take me out or what, you know, whatever. You <laughs> no, but you understand what I mean. Whoever you fantasize with, I got a haircut and lost 20 sure. pounds. Yeah. Do you think Tom Hanks would take me for lunch? You know, sure. whatever the, whatever your thing is, <laughs> but this is life and this is a speed bump and try and find a way to diminish your crush. Uh, you know, you've had enough time enjoying it. It sounds like, but find a way to diminish it. And it stinks. It's sure. a bummer. Bummer. To have to give it up. It's a bummer. It is. Yeah. All right. Should next we read question. the next one? Anything you two don't agree with, with what I said there? Anything you want to add? I think that was very sage. Uh-huh. 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 Here we go. I do too, Ronna. Round, it was very, round very two, sage. JTF. It was very sage. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I want you to know we made a big stink at the beginning about how we had somebody that was on Broadway, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and then we said it was SJP, not JTF. But That's yeah, right. SJTF, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Dear Ronna Bryant, an appropriately described potential guest. Sure, we described him as fabulous and an icon. Yeah. It's appropriate. Acronym. <laughs> I, I have to correct you. Acronym. I'm a 25-year-old gay man living in Portland, Oregon. Okay. I have a habit of dating older men, but about eight months ago, I fell for a younger man of just 34. So older than him, but younger for for him. Okay. We met in the queer soccer league we both play in and initially were friends for a while before we realized we'd rather be dating. He makes me incredibly happy, and I love him so much. We make each other – oh, this is like the other one. There's going to be however. We make each other laugh. (laughs) We're able to watch and discuss soccer with each other. Something I've never had before. And he helps me grow as – I think most people could say that. And he helps me grow as a person and be more confident in myself. I know I'm young, but I've never loved anyone the way I love him. Here's my dilemma. I'm starting medical school in the fall. Mm. Both of us were hoping I'd get into the local medical school and be able to stick around, but it was not in the cards. I've decided to attend a school in Chicago instead. While I'm very excited and grateful for this opportunity, this is my second time applying as I didn't get in the first time, we are having some trouble deciding on Mm. the best next step for our relationship. I feel I've been somewhat unlucky. Eight months of a relationship feels like a somewhat awkward amount of time to have been dating someone for a decision like this to come up. Fair enough. Yeah. I know that for some, for some, that would be a lot of time, but I don't think it's reasonable to ask my boyfriend to move across the country with me for at least the next four years when we haven't even been dating for one. We were going to move in together if I got into the, into the Portland school, but since I did not, we have decided against this. On top of that, while he does not envision himself living in Portland forever, he's not yet ready to leave behind because he's happy with his newest job. Plus, he just moved to Portland three years ago after spending 10 plus years in Boston what that's where Ron in, and does not want to go back to a city with such cold winters i totally understand his perspective on these things i would not expect him to move at this point we've been having a very level very level-headed discussions about what to do but every option seems so tough tough we're both open to the possibility of him moving at some point a year or two down the line if he decides he's ready to leave portland this is not guaranteed to happen while i'm in medical school oh, medical student medical student medical student so selfish to go to medical school. No, make, no, make a list, pros, cons, sure. make a chat, then yeah. you know, organized, organized, organized. Yeah. Right. I know that when I move, our relationship will inevitably have to change. But at this point, I'm more willing to try long distance than my boyfriend. He's concerned he won't feel fulfilled in a long distance partnership. And the sense, S- by that he means S-E-C-K-S, you know? And the sense of loss would be too hard for him. We have always had an open relationship, so sex is not a big concern. 
but we would both certainly miss being able to have regular sex with each other as well as the smaller things like cuddling and seeing each other during the week, even if it's for a couple hours. I totally understand his concerns and do not want him to feel like anything else we don't know about. Honest to God, I have told him I will put in my best effort to keep us up as much intimacy as I can when we're apart. But he's worried that trying to do long distance forever, I feel like I'm on a carousel. I feel like I'm at coffee with this person looking at my watch and I can't tell them I I have to go because I've got no way to go. But he's worried that trying to do long distance just for our relationship to ultimately not work would be more painful than trying to transition to some sort of other type of relationship. Uh I think it'd feel worse to not even try long distance. I would feel Uh like we were almost giving up on our relationship. We both have agreed that we want each other in our lives if we decide against trying to do long distance. Sure you do. However, my boyfriend- Jesse, what time's Kurt? (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Is it now? It might be now. He's answering his own question. He's he's doing that thing where you ask a question and you start answering it yourself. Absolutely. However, my boyfriend thinks it'd still be fine for her to visit me while I'm in school and for us to essentially pretend like we're still dating. You found the only person that's patient enough to listen to you go through your machinations. (laughs) To me, I think it would be hard for him to visit and pretend we're, we're dating and would prevent me from moving on if we decided not to date and prefer to transition uh, to a platonic friendship unless you are 25 this is 25 yes yeah absolutely yeah. ultimately my question is do you have any advice that would make this decision easier am i being unreasonable by not wanting to sleep with him should he visit if we're no longer formally dating what? i apologize i, I didn't, didn't even hear that coming. that was in the mumbling part I ap- must have been <laughs> i apologize for the length of my letter but if you read to the end thank you so much best Brian, B-R-I-A-N, spelled the correct way. The other funny thing is he said, if you read to the end, that's the best yeah. way. He knew, he knew. He was like, okay, I'm losing it, I'm losing yes, it, I'm losing it. Yes, but he also yeah. didn't edit it, which drives me insane when yeah, they re- do re-read that. Reread your work. All right, gentlemen, go ahead. Who wants to start with this one? He's 25. Yeah. I know the answer to this. And also, you have made, yeah. you are, you have... Figured this out before you needed to. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. Like, let him, th- what you are trying to make every decision in every s- scenario for yourself before anything has happened. He hasn't visited you. You haven't moved to Chicago. You have no idea what it's going to be like when he visit. You can't already right. decide that you're not going to sleep with him if and when he does. And why wouldn't hey. you? What are you, you're so, you've yeah, had so much free time. You can find someone that, else to if sleep you with. Have, if you have an open relationship, What's the problem if he comes to visit you, then you're not going to sleep with him? I don't understand. Listen, the thing is, if it's meant to be, it's going to withstand this. Especially if you already have, if you already have an open relationship, you're working this out. He's going to come visit you. If it's, if it's meant to be, if it's, the, the time will let you know. And I have good and bad news for you also, which is the B part of my answer. You're about to go into medical school. Correct. You're going to be so preoccupied. You're going to be so busy. You will not have time to even think of all this. You'll be like, hey, can you come for a weekend? Yes, that'd be awesome. You know what I mean? This is the best case scenario I could imagine. Yeah, right. You'll you have, have something to keep your mind off of it. You, You can move to Chicago thinking you don't have to, you're not betraying this person if you sleep with someone else. Or if you even can find the time. Jesse, I truly thought you were just drinking from a baby bottle. I, I mean, it's basically <laughs> almost that. <laughs> I just so saw like, it in a blur and I was like, what's A happening? little keto shake, yeah. yeah. Good for you, good for you. <laughs> Mommy's milk. Uh, you, this is set up for you. This person just has to come. He doesn't want to stay there. It's cold. He has to come visit you once or twice a semester. When you look at your calendar, Mr. Planner, 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 this is the right weekend. You can be there from Friday at 6 until Sunday at 2 because at 3.30 I have to start reading and my things for Monday or whatever. And you can have a great day and a half together. 
bang each other's brains out or don't, whatever you feel like doing at the time. And enjoy Chicago, which is a wonderful city with incredible restaurants, whether you have to wear two coats or three coats or no coats, depending on what time And do you know what would be annoying as hell for someone going into medical school? Being tied down with someone they've dated for eight years. Oh, somebody who yes. says, why didn't you text me back? Because I was uh, cutting into a cadaver. Right. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was learning how to give pediatric stitches on an orange. I apologize. I didn't text you back. Or whatever it is. This is a great situation. This is yeah. your bro boyfriend. You love to hang out with you, play soccer together. You talk about soccer. Chicago couldn't be a better city to go to a dumb bar and watch European League soccer or the Portland Ducks or whatever they're called. Whoever sure. the, uh, though I will say that. Soccer is very popular in Portland. They have great fans in Portland. That's something they're known for is they have the loudest fans. And they have a very strong, whatever the American Soccer League is called, they have a great team. But this is great. Keep the connection. And it'll either grow stronger or it'll fritter out a little bit. And either thing is completely fine. You are 25. It is not time. This is what doctors do. Gay, straight, bi, a, this, that. They all try to find their person before they go to medical school because they know they're going to be too busy to find someone afterwards. So he's thinking they just all do it. It's their program to do it, whether they know they're doing it or not. And they try to lock that person down. So that person is waiting for them when they finish. Just but don't no be one wants person. to be a lockdown person. No, no one wants to be a lockdown person. No, go be George person. Clooney and yeah, go be the sexy, <laughs> go be the sexy pediatric surgeon and enjoy the town and don't be locked down and focus on being the best doctor you can be because all the jokes we've made about the way that you think and the way you write this letter actually will serve you to be a good doctor. Which is That's that you're, right. you're worrying about every scenario to its conclusion. And that is something I would love to know that a doctor had when I was walking That's into right. the office. That Good they're call. thinking out which way it could go. But you're 25, take a little bit of a breath and go enjoy this new chapter in your life and invite this guy to come visit on those times and see if the spark is still there. And until then, put it completely out of your mind and worry about your studies. And if he doesn't want to come anymore, then you're going to have, I don't know, a week of sadness where you have to get over it. But stop mourning this thing before it's over and stop worrying about where it's going to go. You like each other. That's nice. And at 25, eight, an eight-month relationship seems like Forever. Good the call. biggest thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as you, as you get older, you'll realize that it's maybe it is a great thing and maybe it'll develop into something else. But yeah, it's not the end-all be-all. No. Okay. And Chicago has some cute boys. Maybe you'll meet someone else too. Oh, sure, yeah. Boys Town. Isn't that what they call it there? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they're all right there. They're all all right there. They're all <laughs> in, they, every gay person has to has to register. It's like a stocks. It's when a they stocks to fishing Chicago. pond. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a shadow together. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. A ghetto. Exactly. It's exactly they're ghettoized. <laughs> exactly. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. That so way you don't have to run into them when you don't want to. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's the best part. Uh, dearest Ron O'Brien, a national treasure of a guest. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh. You already know how fabulous you are, but it doesn't hurt to reiterate. You are truly fabulous. Nice. I've been a devoted listener since the beginning, and I can't thank you enough for the laughs and sincere reflections over a heck of a couple of years. I do love the word heck. My I question do. for you, it's a uniquely Midwestern word, heck. Mm-hmm. My question for you is, how do you get in touch with your desires and dreams? Okay. Rana, I feel like you've never run into this problem, but perhaps you and Brian have your usual wise insight to share. 
for context. I'm a 34-year-old single woman in 2016. Within three months, my dad, who was my best friend and only form of emotional support, died unexpectedly. Cancer was detected in my body. And the org I was working for unexpectedly closed its operations and laid everyone off. Oh, man. My past six years have been filled with doing things I didn't want but had to do, as is life, but still. Cleaning out my dad's house, which he built and loved while deep in grief. Uh, cleaning it out while deep in grief. Doctor's appointments. Trying to financially make ends meet. I work in the nonprofit spe- sector. Spending what little money I've had on medical bills and house projects slash upkeep. I've stayed on a career path I don't like because I have no idea how to realistically pivot into pa- into a passion while paying bills and I haven't had capacity and haven't had capacity to explore. I've also remained single with some dating because I've been emotionally unavailable. In a nutshell, I've been maxed. I'm proud to say that going that after going into a deep dark hole, I've pulled myself almost all the way out. I'm cancer-free. I am finally renting out my dad's house. I've done shit tons of therapy and body work to move through trauma. I'm building savings. I have an impressive job. Wonderful. I'm at a point where I know I can overcome and do anything. Finally create a life I want, which feels great and empowering. Wonderful. But what brought me to this place has severed my connection to authentic desire and dreams. I have ideas that are all over the place, but I can't tell what is a strong reaction to my past couple of years or what is actually an alignment of myself with an authentic life as I move out of this very difficult and pressure pressure cooker of a chapter. What do you believe is the way to get back in touch with your true self, with your desire? All my best to you all. Haley, she slash her. P.S. How is Yadvina? I feel like we haven't heard about her in a while. Yadvina is Rana's uh, housekeeper. She's from Ukraine. She's mm. she's been a little preoccupied. Yeah, she's, that's okay she's, with everyone. She's pretty busy mm. these yeah. days. She's yeah, she's all over Telegram days. every minute. Sure, and mm. I can't still can't figure out which side she's on. I can't either. <laughs> it seems like it switches all the time because she celebrated May Day. Yeah. Of course. Oh, she loves May. She yeah. loves May Day. So oh, I don't bread know. I can't and, bread and salt or whatever. You know, yep. she's always braiding a bread and bringing she's it to me like it's bread. fabulous. And I'm saying to her, Yadina, we have challah every Friday. Right. I don't, I don't, you know, no, I'm not a stranger to a braided bread, but I appreciate the effort. Exactly. Yeah. She's yeah, doing wonderfully. Yeah. But she braids it and says, don't eat it. It's the kind that they, you know, that they yeah, yeah, yeah. shellac it and say, don't eat yes, it. Yes, they put all that. What is the point of this? Yeah, they do the gloss. What do we think, gentlemen? I have oh. a little instinct about this, and then yeah, maybe you start. two want to jump in. Yeah, hit it. Yeah, uh, I would be careful about saying getting back to who, figuring out how to get back to who your authentic mm. self is, because mm-hmm. I don't think you're who you were. Yeah. And I think actually that's the sign of a true, authentic, and mature person, which mm. is life. Look, I think we all have an essence. And I do think you have to protect that essence in yourself and in other people, particularly if you have children or what, that this is something that you want to try and just keep birds, dogs, but something that a a sort of bubble around their, their personality and their happiness that you hope the world doesn't beat out of them. Let's put Mm. it that way. And it's not something you have to think about every day, but it's sort of in the back of your mind, which is. Life, you can take a lot of knocks in life and you can stay down mm-hmm. if 
you're not careful. But how incredible that you didn't stay down. That's what we already mm-hmm. know about you. What we already know about you is that you're an incredibly resilient person and that you have pulled out of this horrible period in your life, obviously, externally, mm-hmm. internally, whatever you want to call it. But I would say it would be nice to just take a lot of the pressure off instead of sort of thinking, and of course, mm-hmm. having survived cancer and going through the loss of your father, you're thinking life is short, life is short, life is short. I have to figure out what this job is and I have to do that. And that's what I do. And that's my passion. Now I just weave baskets. So, you know, what? that's what I do. And I sell them and I love it. And I go to, you know, but you don't have to do that. You just have to, you really just have to appreciate the man- Mm-hmm. At least once a day that you're given another day. Mm-hmm. And why don't you spend a little time exploring what you used to think were your interests and what might be new mm-hmm. interests and see this next year as, you know, I hate this expression, but a sandbox of sorts where you mm-hmm. sort of say, I'm going to take a pottery class, not me, but mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know what I want to do? i I always wanted to be one of those people that wakes up and takes a long walk and I never wake mm-hmm. up before 8.30. So once a week, I'm going to wake up at six and then you might get out there and say, oh, it's dark and it feels dangerous. I'm going back to bed. Yeah, That's fine. Ta- almost a make a list of who you thought you were and who you think you might want to be. And right. try, a, I mean, you don't have to make an actual list and try a little bit from column A and column B and just see. See how it feels yeah. in your body to do these things because you may very well not be the person you thought you were going to be. You're going to just be this other person. She might be way worse. Yeah. Oh, sounds, yeah, <laughs> for sure. You might be a terrible uh, person. I mean, I, you have both always, artists that are living an artist, artistic life and succeeding at it. And that may, you may feel in some ways disconnected from that because you've had success. So it feels like your job. But at some point, you both had to make a leap to say, this is what I want my career to also be not just my interest. Mm-hmm. And that has to be deep, very deep in your heart or your soul somewhere. And so mm-hmm. I just wonder what took it for both of you to make that little leap. To be clear, Jesse and I are at very different places in our careers. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's, I, we're not- I don't think it ma- that, I don't see it that way. I mean, I just think you're both people that are living artistic lives that have turned it into careers. So I don't yeah. even want to talk about, you know, sure. It was Jesse nominated for a Tony. I mean, you know, who cares? Right. You know what I'm I saying? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? You know what I mean? I, yeah. But the, I mean, uh, does it matter? Of course it matters. Sort of. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sort of. It only doesn't matter what you've had. It only matters. I, have, that's you, true. I actually, I do want to piggyback on something you did say though. But I genuinely um, and, mean that you're both yeah. being, Thank doing, you. following what you wanted, your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesse, what were you going to say? Well, no, I just wanted to, I, I, when you're talking about, uh, I'll back up a little bit. I, um, ironically, one of the, the producers of, um, Gay Pride and Prejudice, very ironic that we're talking about this, um, uh, is Mimi O'Donnell and she's Philip Seymour Hoffman's widow. And oh. she wrote a really, really devastatingly beautiful piece in Vogue. I always hate to like, when someone asks me a question, like reference something, oh, read this. No, I really I think, think this wonderful. is worth reading. Just Google Mimi O'Donnell, Philip Hoffman, Vogue, and this article will come up. But she says exactly what you were just saying when she was in that that lowest place, when she was trying to figure out how to still mother and 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 uh, you know take care of these kids after her husband had tragically died of a heroin overdose that she watched him, you know, succumb to so, over time. 
And people were saying stuff like, get out more, craft, and run. And she was just like, I don't want to fucking run. Right. (laughs) And, you know, but then she did. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to run. And it was the one thing, it was something that took her out of her comfort zone. It was something that got her out of bed. It's something she made herself do. And, you know, she says, you know, and when when it was like raining and dark outside, that's when she really wanted to run. She wanted it to be messy. She wanted it to be sloppy. She wanted to run by the river. She wanted to come back just like wet as a rat. And she felt something about that run washed something out of her. Mm-hmm. And she loved to run in the rain. And and it it was a very simple thing. It was something she um, it was something she resisted, and she then she finally gave into, and it. Began. It was that tiny little thing that began pulling her out of this place that she was in. But I also love what you said that you're not the same person. You're not the same person after after big traumatic things like that. I mean, none of us are the same people that we were two years ago. After the, these past yeah. two years, we've been stuck inside. None of us are the same people. The world is not the same place, and you have to allow yourself to be malleable and to ebb and flow with your surroundings and not try and control that. And I think it's just really smart to allow yourself to change. I mean, we change as artists all the time. You know, I'm not the same actor I was before I did this play. I won't no, be the same actor. Worse. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm much worse. <laughs> 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 but, you know, I think that that desire to get back to who you were, it's so smart that you said that that's not a, a realistic place to go because none of us are the same people. I mean, I remember when after the success of Modern Family, someone from my childhood said, you've changed. I was like, well, I, I would hope so. I right, would hope right. I, I had changed. And I haven't changed for the and worst, I in my opinion. And I never liked you, I hope you said and I, Exactly. I never liked exactly. you before. I was just nice to you. Right. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> but it's okay to change, and it's okay to be a different person and let, let life change you. And don't let that be one of the losses. I feel like you have this column of loss that you're looking at. So the th- that there was the six-year hiatus and you lost all of these things. And one of the things you lost was your ability to become this, you know, the path you were on as the person that you were. And the truth is this incredibly beautiful thing has happened, which is you have survived all of these things you and mm-hmm. you have thrived on the other side. And that's, that is incredible, something to be incredibly proud of. Whether you want to fill out these other pieces of your life, lucky you that you now have the foundation to go do that. And talking about the Mimi story, uh, I don't think she thought, I mean, maybe she ran the New York Marathon. I don't know. But my guess is she didn't say, I'm going to run and become a marathon runner. That's what I'm going to do. She just found something to move her body and therefore cleanse her her mind, her soul, whatever it was. And then she found some joy in that thing and also in mm-hmm. the joy of that process. And that those are the kind of things I'm talking about starting to do. Just shaking, disrupting your life a little bit as it is and seeing what that shakes loose. I would also just add, and this is like a small thing and it's certainly not a paid sponsorship, but I use the Headspace app every day. It's literally, it ranges from three minute meditations to 20 minute. You can sort of decide how you want to do it. And it just is such a nice start to the day because it just gives you this sort of quiet confidence of, I'm okay. My thoughts aren't going to overtake me. It doesn't, it's not an hour of yourself in a room sitting alone. Some people like unguided. I like guided. You don't need a shrine. Exactly. You just need three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20, whatever you want to do. 
And it just sort of gives you just sort of like, okay, I can do this today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just is always nice. They mm-hmm. were sponsors on the show. They were, but I, I yeah. still use them every day. I think yeah. they're great. Well, then they better be sponsors again if that's no the case. No kidding, Rana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, listen, this is the time in the show and what happens, Brian? Okay, so Jesse, we've read all the letters. We've answered all the questions. And now is the time when we just give, maybe one of the letters spoke to us and we're going to send them a little something. So just to recap, the three that we heard from were the... Well, person we just talked crush, about, the woman we the just crush, talked about. Yeah. Okay, the crush was the first one at, at yeah. the office. The, crush, the second the one doctor. was long distance relationship doctor. Mm-hmm. And the third one was um, finding your true self. So, who do we think we want to send a little nice thing to? Um, I love the rambling doctor, and I, but I, I got to give it to uh, finding your true self. I'm with you. I think it's that one. Rana. Yeah. Oh, I've got that. The only thing that new doctor needs is a new hamper for his new apartment. <laughs> 25 years old in Chicago. Tell him to go to Target or he can have and it some, delivered to him if he needs And some to. dental flush yeah. and a toothbrush because we know yeah. he eats in an absolutely and, atrocious way. And I'll way. say this now, and I really mean it, a cleaning lady at least once every two weeks. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Do you say, I'll answer that question for you now instead of having to write to me in six months and say, a guy came over and I never heard from him again. That's why. Your bathroom's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's hilarious. What are we going to send this lovely woman? What, are you, what an absolutely wonderful moment she's had in her life, actually. Yes, this is an exciting precipice. All good things moving into this vacuum. Well, we could always send her one of our Lalabo candles. We could we always could. send her some sort of like a bath oil soaks. It's something just that could maybe just ease her a little bit. I like the idea of something. I like the idea of maybe one of those um, Suzanne Kaufman sets. Sure. That we send to people because I like the idea I uh, Assuming she, if she's not a fragrance person, she can tell us and we'll come up with something else. But I like the idea of a soak because she and her body have been through so much. And a soak mm-hmm. is for the mind and for the body. There we go. Yeah. It gets the, the, the senses going and it heals the soul a little bit. And I like that as a reset for her. I do too. I do too. Jesse Tyler Ferguson JTF is on stage and take me out really by the time this comes out for like another show or two. So, but- Go see it if you can. Is the, are they going? Is Plaza Suite going to do a Friday matinee so you can go? Uh, uh me? Yeah. Wait, wait. wait. Uh, are they going to do a, a Friday matinee so you can go instead of you going oh, on oh. the Friday matinee? <laughs> them coming I, I to your show. Um, well, <laughs> they are recording it for the archives at Lincoln Center, which is really oh. exciting. And you have to give excuses to watch these archived performances at Lincoln Center, but they do exist in a in a library. So I guess I could go see it there. Oh, why don't they just share them with people? They can't do that. That's copyright. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's a terrible idea. Do you want Neil Simon to roll over? <laughs> no, but what about... Is he dead? Uh, I assume he No, is. but the National Theater does that. They put things into movie theaters. Anyway. They do sometimes. What they is, do. What are they saving this art for if they're not sharing it with the world? Well, because Plaza amazing. Suite is art, Rana. <laughs> Jesse... We can't, everyone listen to, to Gay Pride and Prejudice. It's so yeah. cute. It's on Spotify. <laughs> it's so is it anywhere else? Is it everywhere? It's on Spotify. Oh, well, wherever Spotify. you listen to your podcast. Oh, perfect. Wherever you listen to your I podcast. I don't know. Actually, actually, I have no idea. I just okay. say that because that's what everyone says. That's what everyone says. <laughs> um, and I think it in, is just Spotify. Yeah. It's such a fun romp. And how many episodes are there? Do you know? There'll be 10, but right now, uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but 
as of yeah. the time of this recording, there are two out. Probably yeah. by the time this is out, there'll be a few more. So yes. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you, Jesse. We love spending this time with you. Congrats. Finish up strong on the show. Love the headboard. Always a pleasure to see you. Thank you. Thank you both. Good to see you. Ronna, how fabulous was he? What? You know what? I sort of expected him to be a little nonchalant. Yes. A little aloof. As we were talking about the last question, had success changed him? That was the question. And I actually loved... I loved hearing the answer to that question. I also love that little tidbit about the person who said you changed. He's, that was so great. Of course I of have. Of course I have. Shouldn't we all so be? So have you, Schmuck. You know who else changed you, Schmuck? That's what drives me crazy when people are like, do you really think people can change? I'm like, yeah. I mean, they should be. A lot. Yeah, there's a lot of things people can't change. No, sure, themselves. there are things yeah. that people can't change. But yeah. yeah, we should all. I mean, that's what therapy is for. Otherwise, yeah. If we but didn't also, think we if could somebody change. runs you over with that car, don't well, expect them different. to not I'm not run talking you over about that, that one. I'm just saying, like, why would anyone be in therapy if they didn't think change was possible? You know, I couldn't agree with you more, Brian. As Thank usual. You. Thank you. I forgot to tell you how beefcake you look in your black T-shirt. I've been working out a lot lately. Yeah. H o t t t t t t t repeating like pie. Thank you. Uh huh. Ready for the cliffhanger? Never. Dear Rana and Brian, I mm. like it. I am in a difficult emotional situation, and I'm hoping you can help me out. My mother died last summer. Oh, mm. I miss her terribly. Hearing you two on uh, Tuesdays and Fridays so is sorry. so sad. I'm so yeah. sorry. Hearing you two on Tuesdays and Fridays has helped me make it through these past several months as I grieve this loss. I do oh, feel God. privileged when people share their loss with I us. I do I'll too. I want to, I just. Yeah. It is really like. Yeah. An it's honor hard, to even hear about it's it. It's a hard thing to say, actually. You want to tell everyone. You want to tell the postman. But right. you don't always. Yeah. And so I feel privileged that people want to tell us that. So, okay, go That's on. That's nice. I hope this your, question's about how do I butter my toast at the end of this. Your banter has allowed me to laugh and your compassion has moved me to tears. I love this person. And all of this has brought me tremendous comfort. Oh, I hope they write the most annoying question me you too. could ever imagine. My, I still can't stop thinking about the question from last week. About the guy who said, I used to be gorgeous and beautiful and everybody wanted to screw me. Oh, uh, the stud muffin were, Jordan Catalano. Whether, whether they, yeah, whether male, female, dean, student, whatever. Now I'm old and still kind of handsome. My hair's thinning and I have nothing to confused. do. Yeah. And I don't know why everyone else is busy. Yep. Yeah. At the time of my mother's death, she'd been married <laughs> to my stepdad, Ron, not his real name, for 27 okay. years. They Don. brought each other a lot of joy. I live on the other side of the country. By the way, I feel like Ron is a loaded name yeah, to pick. It is. Yeah, he's got a mustache. Yep. I live on the other side of the country, but visited frequently. As a teacher, I have long breaks and regularly travel to spend time with them. Over the past four years during my mother's illness, I spent even more time with them, taking my mom to appointments, supporting her during chemotherapy, cooking and gardening with her, and doing on her as I, doting on her as I felt she deserved. That's so sweet. Lovely. My sister lives in the same city as my mom, and together the three of us, Ron, my sister, myself, made a good support team for the last years of my mom's life. In the weeks leading up to her death, we were particularly supportive of each other, working together to keep her comfortable, and when she passed, the three of us were with her, holding her hands and comforting her and each other. Oh my God. Beautiful. In the months immediately following my mom's death, I was closer to Ron than I've ever been. I called daily to check on him, sent cards, and I really feel like we're about to not like Ron, Rana. Oh, yeah. Ron's about to go right down the dating toilet. 
I called daily to check on him, sent cards and messages. You know, the dating toilet, Brian. You've been of course there, I do. You? Yeah, that's what they say in England. I have to go to the dating Flush. toilet. The toilet. You the go toilet. to the dating toilet. Ice lolly. Do you want an ice lolly? Did anybody offer you an ice lolly on your flight home? And did you laugh? No, I didn't fly back on Virgin, though. Oh, you didn't? Which flight back, back on? KLM. Oh, you had to go through Amsterdam? Yeah, because like Edinburgh... Virgin does have flights from Edinburgh to LA, but you have to go into London. Oh, for like you left three from Edinburgh. Hours. We left from Edinburgh, so it was just so much. Oh, quicker. yeah. The First KLM, of all, the Amsterdam but Airport KLM has is a very nice uh, business class. It's wonderful. It still? It they was serve beautiful. beer, salmon, champagne, which is my favorite. They do, and they give yeah. you those houses at the end that are very. Sweet. Oh, they're very cute. The little Delft uh, gin yes. houses. Yeah. No, it was it was great. Yeah. Um, but oh, that's what you brought me it was a Delft gin house from. No, what what I brought you has not arrived yet. It's supposed. It was supposed to arrive June second, but then I if had to delay tag it. Is, I don't want it. It's haggis, Ron. It's raw yeah. haggis. Raw Keep haggis. Going. Okay. Oh, gold took, from Goldbilly. You know it. Yeah. I took comfort That's in being- right. That's great. So That's you got right. me that haggis from Goldbilly By the way, in Edinburgh. I, I hate to say it. That's right. Haggis, haggis is fucking delicious. I'll say Is that. it? I tried it. Really? I, I, I didn't try it again. I tried it and I fucking loved it. Where did you have it? It was like a a nice place that's doing it the way they're doing it now, which is almost like- I'm trying to think of what it because like that, a it, modern haggis. Yes, it's like a modern haggis. What's it? So it's, what's it? Uh, see, it's like it's, it's like looks like bonbons almost, and it's like has a little panko crust on it. Oh, and it's being served that way seems like at a lot of places now, but it was so good. It reminded me so obviously. I grew up with Middle Eastern food. Poor. And, it reminded me of uh, kibbe, which is like the oh, yeah. uh-huh. which you can have beef or lamb. My grandmother made it with beef, uh-huh. but um, it reminded me a lot of that. It was delicious. Oh. So, but you, you don't know. remember where you had it? It did it at a restaurant. Well, you don't remember the name of the restaurant? Yeah, it was actually at. I kept seeing it on menus, but I actually had it at. They had it as like a. Oh, the Glenapp Castle, where we were staying, uh-huh. you would order dinner in like the lounge, and then they would take you in for when oh, your so dinner they was had ready. Like a little bite before you went in. They had a bite before you went in while you were having your cocktail. Yeah, and so there was like a little tray of those, and that was sounds on there. very lowbrow. It was very lowbrow. <laughs> did you wear fancy clothes to any of these dinners? Did well, you dress great. for dinner? Did what, you have to dress for? You dinner? did have to dress for dinner, but what was great is like we weren't. The places that we were doing this like yeah. or that we were having this sort of experiences in yeah. were in Scotland, not England. And it's just very different there. It's not yeah. – I think if these had been in England, it would have been like fancy, fancy dress. But this was just more like no trainers. Yeah, They did have like restrictions on what you could and couldn't wear, but it was – Yeah, trainers and sneakers for people that don't. Right. So it was like yeah. no trainers, yeah. pants, shirts with a high collar, they kept saying. Okay. Let's get uh, back to us. Why? Do you want to hear more about the dress codes? I do, but I just remembered that someone had died. I called daily to check on him, sent cards and messages, and tried to give him a sense of companionship. I took comfort in being able to share my grief with him and directing my caretaking energy toward him to fill a little bit of the hole left by my mom's absence. She sounds wonderful, Rana. Yes, she does. Two months after my mom's death, two, I'm going to read that again, two months after my mom's death. Flush. Ron began... (laughs) Toilet dating. <laughs> a new woman. Let's call her Carol. Uh, a few weeks into their new let's relationship. Let's call her Carol. Let's, let's. Yeah. Let's. A few weeks into their new relationship, he called me in tears, saying that he mm. wanted to be honest with me, but okay. that he didn't want to risk damaging our relationship. Okay. At the time, I felt like I could understand his need for companionship. Sure, that's what the... 
and assured him that I understood that he needed to go out and get a reprieve from his grief from time to time. Yeah. I hoped and imagined that he would maintain a casual and comforting relationship while he grieved the loss of my mom. Fast forward a few months. In January, Carol moved into the home Ron and my mom shared. Ooh. Ron and Carol now traveled together. To I don't places. appreciate Ron as a name because it's too close to Ronna. Ron and my mom shared. Sounds like Ronna's Ron. Oh, sure. Mom, yeah. Ronna and Carol now traveled together. So let's together. be on that from now on if people choose fake names, they can't use Ron. Ron. They yeah. now travel together the places Ron went with my mom. Men are so fucking gross. And invite Speaking mom- of which, uh, the president of the carriage house, uh, current, I should say, because has written is, a style it guide. It is an election year, has written a style guide, which we still I, do. We, we still have We're to read it, it at some point. I'd yeah. like to read it on the free feed, is what I'd sure. like to do, but who has the time? But next time we do a you and me catch up, we're reading read it on the free feed. The new style yeah. guide. Okay. Ron went with my mom. Oh, then I'll travel together to places Ron went with my mom and invite mom and Ron's old friends over for dinner. Mm. Though Carol has her own apartment in the same city, Ron has never been to see it. Rather, by all accounts, wow, Carol. Carol. Okay, Carol. Okay, Carol. Apartment moved from an apartment to a house. Carol's moving okay, right Carol. into this vacuum. Yeah. Get that, honey, get that rope ladder out, yep. throw it over that window, and climb on up. <laughs> yep. Carol was in the right place at the right time. Certainly was. She's reading yeah. those obituaries. Mm-hmm. At first, picturing another woman in my mom's house made me sick with sadness mm-hmm. and shock. Imagining Carol hosting guests at my mom's dining room table, cooking in my mom's kitchen, and enjoying the gorgeous garden my mom planted and maintained magnified my sense of loss. Mm. She's a fabulous writer, this woman. She is, and I already have some questions, yeah. And as Ron became more involved with her, I grieved I want to know, put a pin in this, because I want, yes, I want to know who really has, not just where it went, but I want to know if... They have a situation where she and the sister, I think she said she had a sister, yeah. actually own the house that Ron is yeah. living in or the or her mother's possessions. I want to know the nitty gritty about ding. that before I answer this on Patreon. Ding. So I need that pre-follow-up follow-up, ASAP. And as Ron became more involved with her, I grieved the loss of my closeness with him. Oh, I love you. Uh, now, a few months later, I've moved to anger. Good. He's getting rid of my mom's things, sending my sister and me photos of the items he doesn't want and asking if he can dispose of them. When we ask for specific items in the house, he says they are his to keep because he might use them someday. But are they? I want to know. My sister and I, exactly. My sister and I asked him to wait until I can visit <clears throat> so we can go through her stuff in person, and he refuses to slow down, reminding us that, quote, yep. things have changed. Mm-hmm. Then I try oh, to schedule I love a time. Carol, she's terrific. Oh my god! Then yeah. I try to schedule a time to visiting to go through her belongings, and he pushes it off. Also, I asked my sister and I that my sister and I have time alone in the house to sit with my mom's things one last time to remember her and to say goodbye. And he replied that he doesn't think that's necessary, and that he's uncomfortable with the idea of my sister and I being in there ourselves. What in the world is happening? Dearest Ron and Brian, how do I handle this? Do I plan a trip unannounced, show up, and insist on going through the stuff? Do I work with Ron to schedule a time, hoping that it'll give me the privacy I want to say goodbye to my mom's home, garden, and belongings? What do I do with my anger at this woman who moved in less than six months after her death? Can I go full Looney Tunes and throw her stuff out of the front lawn? Thank you for your wisdom and your guidance. Warmly, heartbroken, and astonished. P.S. There is a salacious tale to tell about how Carol came to be. And I'm going to, she put his real name here. She put his real name in here. I'm not going to say it. So I'll change it back to Ron about how Carol came into Ron's life, how they met and how she moved in. 
Yes, I'd like to hear it. I'm dying to hear it, but I won't make this letter any longer than it already is. Well, However, we're, we're we want the for details. It. I want that in the pre-follow-up. If whatever you're willing to share, and if she you don't says. Want it, however, if you want the details, I will happily provide them. Okay, we provide want them. But if you don't want it on the air, tell us. If you don't want us to read it on the air, but I do want. I want the details. I mean this. I want the Me details of your mother's estate. Me too. I want them and the details on Carol. Yeah, and I want them ASAP. Me too. Uh Ask ARSocial.com. one of these. If these people don't join us on Patreon to hear the answer to this, Patreon.com slash What, what are they mean, waiting for? Yeah, there's going to be a style guide. Yeah, we also reminded them they get ways. Exactly. And like you, join. as you mentioned, Rana, it is an election year. It, it is Josh an election is going to be, Josh Camden is going to be Kate Steinberg. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't wonder if anyone else wants to join the race. It's not just a two horse race, maybe. That's true. Let us know. But can we all agree that it's like, what do they call it? I don't know. Straw horse, straw man election. I don't know, but it's anyone's. I think it's still anyone's race. It's anyone's race. Point. It's yeah. everyone's in the race. Yeah. Here. All right. Patreon.com slash Rana. A uh, social club.com. ARsocial.club. ARsocialclub.com. And askronacoffee.com. So many that we URLs. Can agree on. Negrana.com. Patreon.com. I couldn't get the woman that owns Ask Rana to sell me Ask Rana. So I have to give you a million URLs instead. Sure. Yeah. Um, eBay.com ebay.com for all of my old stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Rent, rent the runway for all my clothes. Rent the Pets.com for real, 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 the real, 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 the real, 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 that ended up having some fake, 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 fakes. Yeah. Anyway, I love you, Dia. This was a blast of an episode. A blast. Uh, and when they're listening to this, you're on your trip. So I hope everyone's sending you wonderful vibes up in the cloud cover of Machu Picchu. Thank you very much. I'll see you in the cloud forest. And we can't wait for the Kiki coming right up. Check your inboxes for details. Do it. Okay, dear. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.